0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. After what is, uh, in essence, the last nail in the coffin. For the Giants, after a, a thirty to six drubbing at the hands of uh, Antonio Pierce's uh, Raiders, you know the Raiders went through a complete uh, uh, purge this week, getting rid of the coach, the general manager, benching the quarterback, uh, and they came out, ran the ball with Jacobs, got you know solid play from the quarterback uh, and Daniel Jones. With Tyra Taylor not there, Gano going to the IR, Tyra, T- Tyra Taylor going to the IR, which means the veto is the backup. Um, and then Daniel Jones going down with an apparent knee injury. Now, Dable in the postgame said he's only had x-rays, but from what we are hearing elsewhere, multiple reports are that it is believed they will await the MRI tomorrow It is believed he has suffered an ACL injury. Uh, It has believed it could be a a substantial ACL injury. Those are multiple reports uh, that early indications are that there is an ACL injury, which would finish him for the season. So the way they talked was that he was gone. The way he talked about next week, you know, about having – a different quarterback or having DeVito brought up the snuff or bringing someone else in or bringing someone off the practice squad. Uh, They did not mention Daniel Jones, so it sounds like uh, they will tomorrow confirm what everyone is already rumoring everywhere, and that is that he has suffered a substantial ACL injury. Um, Very tough go for Daniel Jones. And the Giants, let's be honest, they've had a lot of bad breaks this year. They also have played terrible football. They've done a terrible job from uh, management, coaching, to player. From the get-go, this season started with a disaster. It has been nothing but a total disaster. It now, for all intents and purposes, is over. Um, the Eagles holding on today moved to 8-1 and one. The Cowboys, who lost a hard game today, are still in a very solid playoff position. Um, the Redskins won today. Uh, so the Giants, at 2-7, and seven, going nowhere, now will finish the season with a journeyman quarterback at best. Who cares who it is? It's a journeyman quarterback at best. And all they will try to do is secure a good draft pick for next year and play for some pride because their season, as we are still a couple of weeks pre, uh, th- pre-Thanksgiving, pre uh, is over. That's all there is to it. There's nothing else to be said about it. Um, there's nothing to get upset about anymore. There's nothing to talk about in any way. Things weren't going well in this game. Listen, I thought – with Jones coming back this week and with all the, old, all the unsettled nature of the Raiders, if the Giants could just jump out to a quick start today, they could be in good shape. But it didn't happen. Jacobs, who has had trouble running the ball all year, came out running the ball well today. They hit the Giants with some running plays. He had some gas in his tank for the first time. They didn't get Devontae Adams going until the second half, but they got Jacoby Myers going early. Uh, the Giants got nothing going. Then Jones gets hurt. They went on a fourth down uh, play and didn't make it. Uh, they had some bad penalties. And the next thing you know, they're already in the hole. And then Jones goes down and DeVito throws a couple of picks and the game turns into another disaster. And the Raiders just coast, coast home after shutting the Giants out in the first half, which is something the giants should be extremely used to because it seems like they get shut out in the first half of just about every game. Uh, they can't score points. Uh, they are averaging, uh, they came in averaging 11 points and now they're probably averaging less than 10 points a game. Uh, they didn't score until the fourth quarter today as it is. Uh, they are just a complete disaster. Um, And what I tweeted earlier is just what I feel, and that is after having some fun last year, the Giants have completely returned to the land of the pathetic. That's basically it. That's where they lived for a long time. They have gone back there, and now it isn't even worth discussing how they have given back all the gains of last year. They have now, now it's like last year didn't even happen. Dable is just another coach trying to find his way. Uh, Daniel Jones is just another quarterback trying to prove himself. Uh, the team is an utter mess. Case closed. There's nothing else to discuss. And when they go into this offseason, there are going to be so many question marks and so many things that have to be answered. Uh, and now the biggest question that Giant fans are going to have is, hey, how high is my draft pick going to be? That's basically it. As they are 2-7. and seven. In a uh, league that, you know, let's be honest, is, you know, very, very much as far as the bottom is concerned, competitive. I mean, they're not going to have the first pick. I mean, let's be honest, because Arizona's having those season. They're 1-8. and eight, Carolina's 1-7. and seven, Chicago's 2-7. and seven. So this other team is fighting them for their ineptitude and will continue to fight them for ineptitude. Uh, But the Giants should be able to handle that and provide plenty of an to the rest of the way. That's basically it. So let's be honest. With Jones going down, why yell and scream? You know, uh, Tyrod Taylor's gone. Now Daniel Jones is gone. All hope is gone. Um, All they can do is try to play the role of spoiler the rest of the way. That's basically it um they're not going to beat teams that are fighting for anything they're not going to beat like next week they play at, uh, next week they play at Dallas they're going to get killed Dallas' defense coming off a tough loss is going to take them apart we know that okay they're going to be an overwhelming underdog and they're going to get taken apart but the, when they when they see a good team whoever that good team is the team's just going to you know beat them up the question is can they beat the commanders? Can they beat the Patriots? You know, that, those are, those are going to be the, the only uh, questions that you even have any uh, interest in, in answering. Okay. Um, and, you know, on the other side of their bye, you'll just wish they, you know, you'll hope, you'll hope they didn't come back because that's basically what, where this season is. You know, that's, that's how bad this has gotten. Uh, it's, bad, it's going to get worse before it gets better uh, and there's not much there to discuss. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time beating up on anybody or spending a lot of time yelling about it because it's just not anything to gain. Uh, The season is completely over and they have completely dissolved any goodwill or any any credits that they put in the bank from last season. They have all been cashed They have all been wiped out, and now they are just an utter disgrace again. And they're back where they were. And you don't know where the head coach stands because you don't like the qualities you've seen from him this year. You don't like the decision-making you've seen. Everything you liked from him last year has been wiped away this year. And there's no, you know, Daniel Jones, who needed to build on last year and move himself away from the mediocre part of the league. It didn't happen. He sunk himself right back into the mess. And now he's got an injury, another injury to boot.
1: He had two injuries
0: on the season and didn't stay very long. I mean, none of these guys stayed very long. But, you know, that's basically the way uh, they take a beating. There's no question about it. Now, a couple of things about the league before I uh, say goodnight. Number 1 wild finish in that Dallas Eagle game and that was a a pivotal game especially for the Cowboys. I mean the Eagles now are in a very very good very good position. Okay? I mean they they are going into their bye week they are 8 and 1. They have a chance to get healthier where they need to get healthier. They come out and they'll play a a Monday nighter against the chiefs. Uh, But they're eight and one. They've got a big lead, two and a half game lead on Dallas. They've got a big lead on San Francisco. They've got a lead on Detroit. They have a lead on everybody for the number one seed. They should be able to be able to take the number one seed home. Uh, and they will be an extremely formidable team come the postseason. Uh, I picked a, a uh, Philly-Cincinnati Super Bowl. I'll stick with that. I think Cincinnati is getting healthier. Uh, big game with them tonight with the Bills, just a couple of seconds. Um, but I think the Eagles are in a very commanding position. But the game was wild. Dallas went for it on fourth down, had three timeouts left, Eagles almost fumble, punt the ball back, and then the Eagles decide to give Dallas every opportunity. Give them a pass interference penalty for 36 yards. Give them a roughing the passer penalty for 15 yards. Give them an offsides penalty for five yards. That's 56 yards of penalties, which left them with no timeouts. Neither team now with any timeout. No timeout for them to be able to just get their breath. Two injuries in the secondary, And Dallas is on the 11-yard line with 27 seconds left. And you're thinking, my God, they're going to win this game. And from there, it didn't happen. They got the sack. They had to get a sack. They got the sack they had to get. Dallas committed a penalty. And they decided to basically build a picket fence on the goal line. Only rushed three guys with five seconds left. Dallas threw it underneath, and the game ended in that way with Dallas not able to find the end zone one last time. And the Eagles with a very hard-fought twenty-eight twenty-three victory, which now places them at eight and one in the division. Uh, eight and one, you know, with a commanding lead on the Cowboys. With a lead in the NFC and going into their bye week where they got guys banged up in the secondary. They also have a quarterback who's a tough guy who is banged up in a couple of spots and I'm sure could use the time off. So that's a a big positive going into week 10 that they get a week off this week. The Chiefs are off, the Rams are off, the Dolphins are off, and the Eagles are off. And uh, in week 10, and that's a very big one for the Eagles who come off that win. And then I want to talk about two arrivals. And as we turn into the month of November, which is the month of decision, where we separate the men from the boys and we separate the contenders from the pretenders and we see who's going to really be a formidable team, add a team to the serious Super Bowl mix. And that team is the Ravens. They got off early in the season with a lot of injuries. They've gotten stronger and stronger. They pounded on uh, Seattle today. They're 7-2. and two. They are in very good shape. Their offense is doing really well. The quarterback has really grasped Munkin's offense. They are getting strong on the offensive line. They're getting better on defense. And they are a team now that should be, they have scored 100 more points than they have allowed. And they are a serious threat to Kansas City, which beat Miami this morning, and anybody else who wants to put their hat or put their themselves in the ring for a, being a serious contender. But count the Ravens now as a team that has arrived as a serious Super Bowl contender. Not just to get there, but to win it. And they deserve to be mentioned in the same breath as anybody at the top of the league. The other arrival is a player, and that is C.J. Stroud. Now, C.J. Stroud has played well all season. He has stayed away from mistakes. I took Houston as an over this year because... I had heard good things about him, but I also am very high on their head coach. And I thought they would be a very good over this year. Uh, they won today with a great come-from-behind win against Tampa. They're 4-4. Four four. They have a long way to go. They're still young, and they've got a long way to go. But what was shrouded today was break Luck's rookie yardage record. He threw for 470 yards and five touchdowns. And he uh, clearly announced his arrival, not just as a formidable quarterback, but as a star in this league. Forget being the best of the new quarterbacks this year. That goes without any saying. That doesn't, that, there's no reason to even discuss that. But when he hit Tank Dell down the middle... With ten seconds left to beat the Bucks, it firmly established him and announced his arrival as the, as really the, maybe one of the real new guys in this league. I mean, he has had a very very good start, and listen. That doesn't mean he's not going to have a couple of rough days. Okay? I'm sure he is. The one thing about him is he doesn't run a lot. You know, his, his numbers are interesting in that he is a guy who, you know, wants to stay In their pocket. He wants to throw the ball. He wants to move to throw it. He's not looking to run all over the place, and so many of these quarterbacks are. He has not had more than four rushes at any game, even when he's been under duress. So he is doing it with his arm, and he is doing it in a big way. He has stayed away from interceptions all year. He has just one interception on the season. And today, 30 of 42 for 470 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, and drove his team for the winning touchdown in the final seconds. From behind, in classic fashion, through some incredible passes today and has now established himself as that next quarterback to watch. So the Ravens have arrived. C.J. Stroud now has completely arrived as the Giants say goodbye to any meaningful football this year. Jets tomorrow night, big game. Big game. Because if they can win these next two games, they put themselves in a position where they are in the mix in a highly competitive, you know, they're 4-3 right now. They have the Chargers this week and the Raiders next week. If they can put themselves in a 6-3 position, they will have firmly established themselves as a team that can get to the postseason this year. Now, you heard the talk this week about them trying to trade for Devontae Adams. Does that signal that they really believe in all this stuff about Rodgers coming back? All that remains to be seen, and it's too early even to discuss, but the bottom line is that is a very big game they play tomorrow night. The Chargers are hoping to spit out this bad start and get back to 500. That's what they're hoping to do. Okay, they know that there's plenty of season to play, and they are hoping to get back to 500 and, then t- and see if they can launch themselves a playoff bid off that. Their coach is obviously on the hot seat. Seriously on the hot seat. So that is a big game tomorrow night. And let's be honest, all football eyes now in this town turn to the Jets because the Giants season has nothing left to offer. It is just dust. It is in ruins. I feel bad for Jones. Off last year, this just turned into a nightmare. I feel bad for Dable, but I also get the idea that Dable's made a lot of his own mistakes. Like He's caused a lot of this stuff this year. I think he's lost his way. I think there's a good head coach in there. I saw him last year, but he has clearly lost his way. He needs to refine it, but there aren't a lot of opportunities to do that in the rest of the season. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.